0: Beat of the month, beat of the month Gotta have me my Beat of the Month Beat of the month, beat of the month Gotta have me my beat of the month The Gameboy, the Xbox, the Playstation 4 gotta press pause because your mom's at my door Beat of the month, beat of the month Gotta have me my beat of the month We game all month, give out points and sorts Better look out, it's another switch port Beat of the month, beat of the month Gotta have me, my beat of the month.
1: Welcome everyone to another episode of of the Beat of the Month podcast. This is episode 63. We're looking at gaming booms and busts. Games that were revolutionary when they came out and then games that flopped hard. My name is Brian. Tonight I'm joined with Spiral. Yo, yo. Bash. (laughs) Muff.
0: Flopped and hard.
1: Melbro. I'm about to bust. And Moose. Moose. Yo, yo.
0: <laughs> he had to turn away, big cheesing. <laughs>
1: All right, so th- this episode is going to be, you know, not really structured like some of the other episodes that we do. Just going to be more of a free-form conversation, just kind of throwing out games, giving opinions on what other people say. So uh, I'll kind of open it up to the group. You know, whatever games come to mind, we'll start with revolutionary games or games that, you know, were booms when they came out. Uh, what What are your guys' thoughts? What What are some, and it doesn't necessarily have to be Games that are obviously, you know, if you've got some more, like, like niche titles that um, were revolutionary in their certain space, you know, whatever you guys really have in mind.
0: Brian. Brian. Yes, Ma. What's your favorite candy bar?
1: Uh, Is, is Reese's Peanut Butter Cup a candy bar? Spiral.
2: I'm going to go with a Hershey bar.
1: Bash? The fuck? Wait, plain chocolate Hershey bar?
2: Correct. You try uh, eat
3: eat a Butterfinger with a cup of coffee? The combination is really good. Try that. out.
0: I will do that. Melbro, Milky Way, Moose.
4: If we're talking, if if Reese's doesn't count, then I'm gonna go with
1: Snickers.
0: I count Reese's. That's fine. I'm just In glad none of y'all said Almond Joy to mouth.
1: Yeah, I don't like coconut.
0: I don't like. I don't like coconut either.
1: Coconut. What about I don't like tomorrow? the
3: texture
4: of coconut.
1: <laughs>
3: What about you, Melvin? Confetti. Twix is good.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're <laughs> we're saying they're good. They are also a good candy block. Get the out yeah. of
0: your ear, Melvin.
5: <laughs> I didn't hear hell? anything about a Twix. Did you hear him say that?
4: I mean, he just said it. Yeah, he I don't just know why said, he said it. it. Yeah. What are you <laughs> talking about? <laughs> what is happening it. right now?
0: You you listen to the playback, and y'all gonna be like, "Yeah, Muff ain't tripping."
5: Muff's sleepy, man.
1: So, Spiral, your favorite candy bar is Hershey. What's your favorite drink? Is it water or milk, or what's what's your favorite <laughs> beverage of you choice? You
2: all got to have all this combination of bullshit in your fucking candy bars, man. Just a standard chocolate bar, I think, is just, you know, back to basics, simple. You know, you don't need nuts and nougat and whatever the fuck else is in there. Standard chocolate bar, man.
0: Spiral gets his nut and pulp from a different source.
2: But um you know watch them watch them call it. they still make that candy bar? That's yeah. a
0: phenomenal that's a candy bar. That's a good key number bar. two.
2: I that like makes score me number two as well. You
0: guys have score's score good. bars? Yeah, yeah, scores are good.
1: I never had one of those. It's kind of like a Heath bar except it's thinner. It's like really thin toffee covered in chocolate. It's good.
0: It'll still fuck up your teeth,
1: but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's so going to do it for I this would say... <laughs> Sorry. Oh, we done. No, we're not. We're not done. Go ahead, Ma. Halo Two. So hands what ab- down.
0: What about Halo Two? Ha- Halo Two launch. Well, on my it's, list too. That's, that's on my, my list. It's for sure. number three in my top three.
4: That game revolutionized online gaming for consoles. Yeah. That had matchmaking. Everybody was hyped for it because of Halo One. It was so fun to do like the uh, like console like linking. And shit. Then so once we went online, it was like a whole fucking revolution.
0: If you slept an hour a day, you were lucky.
5: Yeah, Call of Duty wouldn't be shit if it wasn't for Halo Two. Path paved the way. Oh yeah, hundred percent.
0: We're talking just launch though, right?
4: Yeah. Yeah. Halo. Like 2 yeah, launched. just
0: like the revolutionary Absolutely.
4: launch. You know, it's a it changed the game. You know, it's xbox live
5: combined with halo and it was just insane it was huge man like you had
4: yeah.
0: to
5: have an xbox at that point or you were missing yeah. out
0: i didn't i told the story in the previous episode to talk about it i walked out the shop closed the store with the bank deposit and across the street at the GameStop, stop fucking herd of fucking people out there and i said the fuck's going on over there i drive the other way to the bank and there's the eb games fucking flooded with people I had no idea what the fuck was going on. It wasn't until i seen Holy Assassin fall under He told me about it. And sure as shit, I went and got me an Xbox that week.
1: So, do you think Halo 2 is like, the biggest influence on shooters? Or, like, what about Doom or Wolfenstein 3D? Like, the pioneers of that. Do you okay. think Halo 2 took it to the next level like, so much for, more? For
4: me, like, personally, Goldeneye
1: started really
4: uh, first-person shooters for me. I, didn't, I played Doom... Here and there, I didn't actually own it when I was a kid, but Goldeneye on the N64 was the first first first-person shooter I really played. So Halo was kind of an extension of that, like it being on a console. The original first-person shooters, I know they were huge, obviously, but that was like a little bit before my time.
3: I was going to bring up uh, the original Doom shareware, just that first episode, was on more computers than Windows. (laughs) Allegedly. Pretty sure I heard that in like a documentary,
1: so... Yeah, I mean, Doom was huge.
3: I mean, we played that just a shitload. And originally it had, like, the LAN play and stuff, too, so it was kind of like prototype internet gaming, like, for the day, you know.
1: What other games you guys got? doesn't necessarily so have to be continuation of shooters, an- but...
4: Another game that, for me, was huge was World of Warcraft. That was the first game that, like, I really got, like, lost in. like, Like, lost... A lot of time
0: lost <laughs> yeah, loss, loss. Mm-hmm. yeah,
4: like hundreds of hours, uh you know, like that was the first game that like was tracking my time, like you could do like a slash played, and I remember seeing like ninety days played and shit like that, it was fucking insane,
3: well world of Warcraft really like moved it, Mmos into like the mainstream, seems like oh, yeah, it was
4: like a mega hit, like that was that game, fucking, I remember I was working, I'd come home and I'd play. Like I was working a, like a part-time job, but I'd come home and play for like twelve hours. And I like met like an online community, and a, I was in a guild, and I was like in one of the best guilds on the server and shit. We thought we were the shit. We were just a bunch of nerds playing a fucking video game, but it was cool. I have a lot of good memories of that game. And it was only on PC at the time, right? It still is only on still PC.
0: PC only. Yeah. So what? Final Fantasy is the best MMO RPG, and they went console. For the real gamers, and hands down, tremendously better than World of Warcraft. But uh, I don't know. Props to World of Warcraft for having a launch.
4: World of which, Warcraft, which came was first?
1: Huge. World of Warcraft. It did, yeah, yeah. That was like oh four. That was when that came out. So, what did World of Warcraft do differently from like what Bash mentioned, like with EverQuest or any like Ultima Online? What did World of Warcraft do that really like got it such a following?
0: They went mainstream with, like, Mr. T, Danny DeVito and their commercials.
4: Yeah, they had fucking... What's his name in their commercial? Uh, William Shatner was a big...
0: Yeah, William Shatner was big. He,
4: he was big on pushing that game. I don't know what they did differently because I didn't play the other ones. Those other ones were, you know, they were kind of before my time and I wasn't... I didn't have a PC and I, I wasn't, like, playing games like that.
5: Games like these, you know? My perception, like, when I was younger... Is that all, like only virgins play World of Warcraft? Oh, big time, dude.
0: Only oh, <laughs>
4: what? Hey, hey, all, hey. hey no, virgins
5: will play that game and do cosplay. Yeah, all,
4: all real men are playing Doki Doki Literature Club. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> real, real life, like marriages and relationships have come out of games like World of Warcraft and Final Fantasy. I mean, the,
4: like, I'm not going to say now that it was like I felt like it was a cool game because it definitely was like a nerdy ass game. It was all about numbers and building your character up and. Spending, like, hours running around in a huge world until you got a mount. Then you got a mount and you were, like, riding around in the world. Then you, like, got the the flying points to, like, different areas. And it's just, Mm -hmm. like, it was the first game that I, like, got lost in. Like, there wasn't very many games at the time, for me anyway, that the world was so big that I could just go in any direction and not know where I was going kind of thing. You would meet up with people and you'd, like, just start playing together and like questing and killing shit and leveling up and like i played on a pvp server which meant that if you went in like contested zones like other people could jump you and beat the shit out of you and they could camp your corpse and every time you spawn they'd kill you so you'd like be begging other people to come help you fight the people that were like pinning you down like that was really cool in my opinion It think like it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And if you got like a group of friends, like I didn't have a lot of real life friends. I had like one or two people that I actually knew that I played with. But like most people it was just online random people. I could I could imagine if we had like a group of us like eight of us playing together, oh, it would be true. fucking insane.
0: Yeah. Yeah, when we had when playing Final Fantasy 11 when we had a group of probably about 4 or 5 of us regularly yeah. all together. I mean, your parties were already made. I mean, you helped each other get everything that you needed, and it was just uh, nothing else like it in gaming. Just the, the camaraderie, the fellowship. I mean, you're not getting that playing Pac-Man or Mario or any of that crap. So, I mean, you get a World of Warcraft or Final Fantasy Eleven. both of those are just hands down one of the best for uh, social gaming. You got? To, did you get to name your mouth?
4: No, you didn't get to name the mounts.
0: I remember I got to raise a choo choo boo, and I I got to Chocobo. name it. That's what I said, bitch. I got to name it, and uh, it had like a shit ton of like pre-generated uh, words that you could use to name it, and mine came out "papa your anus."
1: <laughs> that was randomized for you, "papa your anus." Probably account linked to him. Up. <laughs> yeah, that's what, yeah. They're digging through his hard drive. They're like, yeah, he's probably <laughs> like this. Uh, so i'm gonna throw out a, a couple games um so i i love rhythm games and so parappa the rapper i gotta mention that it was like one of the if not the first rhythm game it was definitely one of the very first that kind of like carved out that whole genre and then guitar hero guitar hero when that came out on ps2 was just insanely popular and then it spawned into you know a ton of sequels spawned into rock band And that whole, like, rhythm game with plastic instruments and getting together a bunch of people, that, like, dominated for, like, a couple years. I mean, it fizzled out really quick because Activision just pumped out so many sequels. But, yeah, like, Guitar Hero is just hugely revolutionary. Mm. Because I remember before Guitar Hero came out, there was Karaoke Revolution. And that was a singing game. Or maybe... Maybe Karaoke Revolution came out around the same time as Guitar Hero, but I remember thinking Karaoke Revolution was so much fun, but I didn't think anybody would ever want to play it with me. But then when Rock Band came out and it incorporated the singing with all the different instruments, and everybody loved playing it, I was like super excited that now like rhythm games that I loved like other people were enjoying them and mm-hmm. would want to play them with me.
5: I would love to play Rock Band. Do you still have that, Brian? Like every all the setup so we can play Rock Band?
1: Yeah, I got that whole setup. Yeah. Do they still release new songs or anything or no? They might have stopped, but they released a ton I mean like like we mentioned on the DLC episode, they released something like twenty five hundred songs or something. I mean I've still got my three sixty with all those songs on. I've got I must have five hundred songs to pick from. There's just a ton of content. We should have we a
0: rock, band, have party a summer, rock band party this yeah. summer.
1: Yeah, be, I even got—I still got the stage kit, so it's got like strobe lights and a fog machine that syncs up to the game. Why I mean, is this stuff
0: not built all day long at your? It's not
1: to shut up in your garage, man. So we can come over one day. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, the whole rock band party was harder once uh, you know I've, I've got a baby running around It limits the <laughs> amount of because
2: yeah. Let us sing. We would
1: play. At the end of the night, Bash would be screaming one step closer by Linkin Park at the top of his lungs. I'm surprised we never got the cops called on us at our apartment. It yeah, was that, would, so be the, that would be the
4: finale every time. <laughs> yeah, those yeah, rock I think we're parties
1: done
2: were a them. lot of fun. Rhythm Guy, I'm the RPG guy. So um, for me, and it's been a long time, so I get these games kind of mixed up, but for me, um, revolutionary game that got me into RPGs was the. Was the Final Fantasy series, um, especially on the NES and the Super NES, and this is where my memory gets fuzzy. But um, I never had played a turn-based RPG before before Final Fantasy, uh, so that was really like mind-bending for me um, to play a game with that type of action, um, where you know you have to use strategy to fight these monsters and the story and all that stuff like i'd play games like zelda before but nothing that was so in depth with the story and the turn-based uh fighting and the leveling up and the job classes and those types of things so like i consider final fantasy uh original one two and three uh just because i get them all mixed up um as the games that got me into rpgs and some of the key moments i remember from playing these games back in the day was uh just playing the game starting the intro and then um seeing the final fantasy logo in the background um as a story starts like they gave me goosebumps when i started playing rpgs never seen it before in a video game and the second thing that i remember and i can't remember what game this was but it blew my mind as simple as it was is just having a party with different characters that interact with and are your teammates and then you get to a save point where you, where you save and you sleep in a tent and it saves your game. I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I'd never, <laughs> never had experienced a game like that before where that happens. Um, as simple and stupid as it sounds, that was a game changer for me. So I would consider the Final Fantasy games, the early games, as very revolutionary. And pretty much once I started playing those games, it was like RPGs for me only from then on out.
0: Are we talking about revolutionary games or launches? We-
5: games, just revolutionary games.
0: So not just the launch?
5: Not launch.
1: Yeah, it can be a game that came out at any point. during what, One game
0: that game. was, I remember it being
4: huge when it came out. I know this is the first in the series, and I, I played some of the older ones, but Skyrim. I know Skyrim's kind of getting a bad rap because they're constantly re-releasing it and putting it on everything. But when it first came out, I remember Lizard, Goose, and I were all playing it in my room. On different systems. So Goose was playing on Xbox. Lizard was playing on Xbox. Goose had his unit. Uh, Lizard brought his Xbox over and played on my TV. And I was playing on PC. All three of us were playing a single player game together. On different platforms. And they were like. It wasn't a handheld game right. So it was all. It was before Switch. So we were all playing. We were all just like enjoying the game together. Even though it was not a game you're supposed to play in a group. So that was pretty awesome. So what Y'all about Skyrim?
0: you just sat around in a circle playing? Say that huh? again, Ma? Y'all just sat around in the room in a circle playing? Playing with you. I wasn't invited back then. Y'all couldn't handle me.
1: That's true. <laughs> I don't so think Moose, we knew you yet. Moose, what about Skyrim was so much... was different from the games that came before it, like Morrowind and Oblivion? Why do you think Skyrim really got a lot more like of a player base to it
4: i honestly don't know why that so i played morrowind and i played oblivion when when those were out and i remember the the, i first played morrowind on pc and nobody was playing it that i knew it was just kind of somebody recommended me the game that i worked with at the time and i i liked it a lot but it was it like skyrim held your hand a little bit more than the other ones and it kind of guided you through the game and i don't know if they just perfected the like the formula more but the other games were were highly regarded too like oblivion was like very popular marland wasn't quite as popular i think it came out on original xbox as well yeah but it was still popular i think it was just like it gradually built up to that one just being the most popular one i don't i don't really know what magic formula it had but we all had it and we all played it and i still remember goose was like he was, like, in his inventory for, like, 18 hours straight. Like, I, I passed out, and I think Lizard went home by then, and, and Goose was just, like, putting shit into barrels and stuff because you could not you could only carry so much on your character. He would, like, store stuff in barrels, and he was doing that. Like, he, he's claiming that he wasn't because like, I think he went back and tried to, like, you know, revise history, but he was doing that for, like, 18 hours straight.
2: Well, I think it was the scope, right? Because I played both games, too. And Oblivion was really great, but like Skyrim took it to a new level, as far as just everything was just so much more. That's what I remember, at least.
4: Yeah, it just the world was huge, and like the customization was huge, and just I don't know. It, I think it came out at the right time, and uh, we were all on it.
0: Skyrim got big because of the internet memes, because they had that arrow to the knee meme. Yeah, that took an arrow made, to the knee. That took Skyrim off the map to high levels that it was never dreamed of. Fucking memes.
1: <laughs> that is a good point, though. Like, Just like having social media and having more of an online presence probably does allow some of these games just to get a bigger following than they would have normally had.
4: Yeah, that might be part of it.
5: I can't believe we've uh, gotten this far into the episode and haven't talked about Mario 64.
0: Fuck that game. Yeah, like- like, I mean...
5: The revolutionary game, man, in terms of the, like 3D platforming and it really sets the tone for a lot of these
1: games that we're playing nowadays. Yeah, I went after more, uh, I guess, um, maybe not as like Mario 64 to me, yeah, totally revolutionary. Like when we get later in and we pick our like our picks for the top, like spoiler, that's going to be my pick Mario 64. Um, but yeah, I didn't pick that to talk about in depth right now. But yeah, you're 100 percent right.
0: I was thinking we were doing launch, and I was thinking the whole reason the whole Wii sold was because of Wii Sports. I don't know if I'd call Wii Sports revolutionary, but that game itself sold whole systems. So maybe at that view, could make it a revolutionary level game, just because nobody would have a Wii if it were from Wii Sports.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd agree with that. I mean, just because, like, part of what I think of when I think of a, a revolutionary game is not only a game that was good, but that it shifted like other games to move in a certain direction. And then you had Xbox come out with Kinect, and you had PlayStation come out with Move. Like, they were all responding to the Wii's motion controls, and that was all facilitated by Wii Sports. Was so huge. Like, the Wii really didn't have any like that many other games that it's known for that used motion controls in that successful of a way, but yeah, Wii Sports was huge. Cooking Mama, yeah, Cooking Cooking Mama had a surprising amount
5: of sequels, but is that I never played that again. That might be a cult classic, right?
1: I guess I <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe not so much emphasis on classic, but yeah, sure.
2: <laughs> Another game that I think of as being revolutionary. I don't know if anybody will agree. Maybe Muff will. Um, but this is also another old game uh, back when the Sega Genesis was was out. I remember me and my friends were in high school. We went to Spring Hill Mall to pick up a couple games and we picked up two games. Those two games were Strider and John Madden Football. And uh, I was so excited to play Strider because I loved that game in the arcade. Brought it home, played it for a little bit, put in Madden Football and we didn't stop playing Madden for like fucking hours. And, uh, to me, Madden football revolutionized sports games. I know there are some games that were cool before that, like tech Bowl. I don't know what else, what double dribble I played. Um, I'm not sure what else, but John Madden football just changed the game for me. Like that game was so, so great. I hadn't played a sports game like that. Um, until that point, until that game came out, just loved it so much.
0: Oh, that's cute to say, but it's no Tecmo Super Bowl. That's what revolutionized sports games, especially sport football games. That was the first game to have a battery built in to the cartridge to allow you to save your progress in the season and stats, actually keep stats for every player in the league.
5: Tell him, Muff. Uh.
0: Madden wouldn't have that shit if Tecmo Super Bowl didn't teach that. Madden wouldn't have the playbooks and the diagrams to show you if Tecmo Super Bowl didn't have that. Madden wouldn't have badass soundtracks if Tecmo Super Bowl didn't have an original badass soundtrack.
5: Oh, shit.
0: I love Madden. Don't get me wrong. I love Madden. But it would not be the Madden everybody knows and loves if it weren't from Tecmo Super Bowl.
2: See, I was never a Tecmo guy. I never played the. I know in in the years after it became super popular and. Probably was popular then, but I was never a big Tecmo guy at all. Madden was where it was at.
0: Madden is good. I used to love when somebody get injured and ambulance come out on the field, running everybody over. Yeah, the like best that. part of
1: game. <laughs> I used to like that too. Muff, why'd they stop making Tecmo Bowl? Because wasn't like Super Nintendo? They even named it like Tecmo Bowl Three, the final. Like, why no. did they decide like we are so, going to end here?
0: So, Tecmo Super Bowl Three, final edition. Is the title. And that game right there, you could throw that in an ever, uh, revolutionary as well because there wasn't a soul walking around in high school at the time, I don't know about y'all younger ones, whose thumb wasn't all gnawed up because that damn Super Nintendo controller would just fuck your shit up. Your, your, your thumb looked like you had mangled in a fucking garbage disposal or, uh, vagina dentata got a hold of your thumb. Because of Tecmo Super Bowl Three Final Edition. That game, I still got that game too. That's a good one too.
1: But you don't go back to it that much. I do. Oh, you don't go back to it as much as Tecmo Super Bowl. Not right?
0: Tecmo Super Bowl, no. That's that's my true love right there. But Tecmo <laughs> Super Bowl Three Final Edition, absolutely I play
1: that. Do you really think they, they accomplished all that they thought they could do in that space and that's why they stopped? It just seems odd that they would name it like this so, is the final one. <laughs>
0: Didn't, didn't Tecmo end up selling out to some other company now?
1: A lot later, yeah, they got bought up by Koei. But Maybe they just decided,
0: you know what, we're not gonna be buying all these sports licenses in, uh, no more and we're just gonna go a different route. Because yeah, they I mean they had real players. They paid for the players association licenses in these games. Madden wouldn't have known to do that.
4: What else Madden pay- just basically bought out the NFL though, right? Oh yeah, EA know.
1: just yeah, has a monopoly. Just like Microsoft does now, you know?
4: <laughs> well, Sony's the one with the real monopoly. They got the only company that matters in gaming. Who's that? Crash Bandicoot? Bungie, man. Everything else is a fucking joke.
5: Crash
1: is uh, Xbox now, man. Bash, what do you think? What, what's uh, a revolutionary game that comes to your mind?
3: I kind of thinking about... Uh... NBA Jam was pretty big back in the day. I actually went back and looked up the numbers. It made two billion fucking dollars up until today. NBA like, Jam,
0: absolutely, Bash. You're right.
3: It actually outs- It made more money than Jurassic Park the year it released in '93. The movie. Like, that's how fucking big it was. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Like Michael Jordan got his own co- like since he wasn't in the Players Association, like he got his own like cabinet made with him in it so he could play as himself. Like, that's like every player oh, wow. had, like their own cabinet at home. Like, that's how fucking big it was.
0: You're gonna walk into really an arcade without hearing he's heating up. He's on fire. Boom, yeah. shakalaka.
5: Is it the shoes?
0: Just echoing all over the arcade.
5: Does Acclaim still make games?
1: Or Midway? Who was it? That was Midway. Midway's gone. Um. Yeah, I, I forget exactly what happened to them or who acquired them, but yeah, Midway is gone. Man, they made a lot of fun games, man. Mm-hmm.
0: Probably married somebody. She took all their money, so they couldn't afford to make games no more.
5: Another um, revolutionary game to me is the Metal Gear Solid um, on PlayStation One. Uh, that game, really, I feel like you know, because you know, there were a lot of you know action games, but I feel like that game really put. You know stealth action games on the map and just the way that they like did things in that game you never saw before you know in terms of you know how how creative it was with. uh Psycho Manus and some of the bosses and really just from a from a storytelling aspect. I feel like this was one of the games that like had you know very very good voice acting like one of the first games that I ever saw with like such good voice actors. Where you like really got to know the characters and you know uh, just listen to their voices um cut scenes like they they did cut scenes better than any game that i've ever seen up to that point in gaming so i feel like this is like you know one of the top revolutionary games
1: yeah and then like the intro when it's got like the credits the opening credits where it's got like the names of the voice actors and things like that like it definitely delivered a movie like experience with like a movie type budget more than any other game had up to that point right It's like the first game to really use rumble
3: features like a rumbling controller like the N64 kind of would shake around in like Star Fox and stuff like this react your controller reacted to like everything you were doing on
1: the screen practically. And then they even had little things like Psycho Mantis wants you to put your controller on the ground and then he like moves it or like <laughs> Meryl tells you to put it up to your arm because she's going to deliver you like healing nano machines or something and then it vibrates. Yeah, Metal Gear Solid did so much cool stuff like that. You don't even see the type of
5: creativity in games anymore, like rarely. I mean, I guess Doki Doki kind of has some stuff, right, with deleting files and shit, but... <laughs> <laughs>
3: He just made Kojima in charge of more stuff. That's where all the creativity, <laughs> shit like that comes from. Like.
5: Yeah.
1: So you played Death Stranding Bash. I haven't played it, but does it do anything kind of like cool like that, or does it have anything that stands out? I didn't
3: get that far into it because of like work drama, blah, blah, blah. I won't get into it, but yeah, it does get kind of weird and meta with you.
5: There's a lot of walking in that game, right? Just like
1: walking is a hard thing to do, right?
3: Yeah. <laughs> like stamina meters and stuff you got to watch out for and stuff. But
1: All right. I got kind of an oddball game to throw out. So for the DS, when the DS came out, you know, it had that touch screen. But for the first year or so, it really didn't utilize it that well. But then Kirby's Canvas Curse came out and really used the touch screen in a way to control the game. That made it a lot of fun. It was like the first like actual full fledged game that used touch controls on the DS. And I looked it up, this was two years before the iPhone would come out. So it really at the time, like if you played it now, I'm sure it would just feel like, oh alright, another touch screen game. But at the time it felt so new and so fresh the way that you played, and it really like legitimized the whole DS concept at the time. I remember that game just like blew me away. Anybody else play Kirby's Canvas Curse? Never I not. would not. No, i don't play shit like that
0: <laughs> i was trying to be nice but yeah fuck that shit Brian.
1: <laughs> if you played it now it's, it's not gonna have the same effect but back when it came out like it was it was really a special game
5: i got a big one man um and kind of spoiler for the later section of the show but this is the one that i'm gonna be nominating as my um biggest revolutionary game of all time street fighter 2 uh this game like really set the way for an entire decade of the 90s. Like, every fighting game that came after this, you know, they took the Street Fighter 2 blueprint. And if you think about the 90s, it was pretty much dominated by just, you know, good-ass fighting games. Um, the entire arcade scene in the 90s, I feel like it's because of Street Fighter 2 and, like, the path that they set up. Like, just going to the arcade was so fun when you think about games. You know, Mortal Kombat, Killer Instinct, Tekken was just like it was so fun man just playing fighting games in the arcade in the 90s and I feel like that was all because of Street Fighter.
1: Yeah, I agree. Street Fighter it's just like so many playable characters, they all had like cool special moves to figure out. It still plays well. Like you yeah. can go back to it right now. It still seems fun. And a lot of those clones that came out play like shit, but Street Fighter 2 they just nailed it. I mean, it was the second one, so it's not like they nailed it right out of the gate because the first one nobody remembers, but they just yeah, the the leap from one to two is just incredible. Yeah, Street Fighter Two, I definitely agree.
2: Huge game.
0: Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt is another. What you cheesing at, bitch? I see you with <laughs> a camera.
2: I said duck hunt for a second.
0: Duck hunt, Brian. Yeah, buff. You ever played Duck Hunt? Of course. All right. Anybody got anything else? Well,
1: what do you think about Duck Hunt? Why why do you think that was so revolutionary?
0: It's sold systems. That alone sold systems. You want to have Hogan's Alley, you want to have them shooting games like Big Buck Challenge at bars, Revolution X, Aerosmiths.
5: What the fuck is Hogan's Alley?
1: (laughs) It's another light gun game on the (laughs) NES.
0: You ain't never seen no Hogan's Alley? Hulk Hogan? Hogan.
5: Like Hulk Hogan?
0: Nah. Do you think the Rockford Files took place in Rockford, Illinois?
5: I just never heard of Ho- Ho- Hulk Hogan's Alley.
0: Yeah, I did. I did. Ben said Hulk Hogan Alley.
5: Why? Why? Why are you in an alley? It's
0: Hogan's, Hogan's Alley. That, that's where people get shot in the alley.
1: <laughs> did the Rockford what? Files not take place in Rockford? I actually didn't really know. Not well, a guy's called Rockford. God,
3: I'm
0: getting a fucking <laughs> headache, Bash. Stop him. <laughs> I got a hangover, and I just quit drinking like a half hour ago.
1: Come on.
2: Duck oh. Hunt is so overrated, Muff.
1: Fuck you. Duck yeah, fuck Duck Hunt. No, Duck Hunt's cool. I mean, you, when you think about it, like, it, I, I agree with Muff. Like, it was huge in the light gun space, and it's definitely one of, like, the most popular, like, early game of that stage. And, yeah, you you wouldn't have, like, House of the Dead and, like, all those arcade games. And, yeah, like Muff said, the big buck hunter. Where stuff. are they now, Brian? Well, I mean, at home, they're dead because you have to pay out the ass to get a gun that'll work with an LCD TV. But in the arcades, they're still... You go to an arcade, that's all there is. Redemption games and light gun games. That's all there is, really.
0: You think of light gun games, you think Duck Hunt. Right away.
2: Operation Wolf, baby.
0: (laughs) Teen Wolf.
1: Time Crisis. Time Cop.
2: Time Cop's a good
1: movie. So I'm going to pick another old one adventure for the atari 2600 i remember right. as a as, as a kid like i mean i liked a lot of atari games and going back to them now most of them are really bad but as a kid i always played adventure a lot and that's one of the few games you can go back to and still have fun it's like an actual world that's built you're traveling it's not scrolling but you're going from screen to screen you're traveling through this world and you're picking up different items that have different effects. And, I mean, it's got the Easter egg where you find the guy who made it his credits. Like, it just did a lot of things that were fun and that, you know, a lot of other games would pick up and, and use later on. And there's, like, text adventures
3: before that. But this is the first time where they realized, what if we put graphics in the video game and, like, explore around with that? Like, kind of seems obvious, but that's the first time they ever
1: actually tried it, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's got to be. If not one of the first, it was definitely the first that. That's no, like it
3: 1979, well. so it would yeah. Be, yeah, probably
1: have to be. Muff, what do you think about adventure?
0: What kind of adventure? The
1: the 2600 game. You, you played this, right? Mm. With the the dragons that look like ducks, you're you're hitting them with your little yellow pointy sword. You never played this game. I never played it. I thought that was Dragon Warrior. I never played it either. I thought, Muff, Muff, you had a 2600 as a kid, no? Yeah. And you didn't have Adventure? Maybe. I don't don't know, bro.
2: I I thought you mentioned it before. Did I? I had a 2600. All I played was, like, Combat, Pitfall. Remember the game Berserk?
1: River Raid? Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's pretty much it. I never played Adventure.
0: You play Asteroid?
2: Space Invaders. Yeah, Asteroid. Kaboom? Kaboom's
1: good. I mean, these those are all Kaboom's good fun. games. But yeah, Codebreaker. You play Codebreaker? I don't think I played Codebreaker. Codebreaker was fun.
0: Yeah, they had special paddle.
1: Yeah, Adventure. The thing about Adventure too, you could beat it. Like there was an ending. Like you had a goal. You went to go get the golden chalice and bring it back to the yellow castle. And when you did, it gave you a little ending sequence. I mean, it was primitive, but it still had a definitive Sorry. ending. Where like pretty much any other Atari game, you're just playing indefinitely for a high score that's another thing that set adventure apart from the other games and the difficulty yeah, bro- setting too there was different areas of adventure that you couldn't even access unless you played on higher difficulty like there was a bat character that would steal your items or there was an area that was supposed to be like kind of a swamp maze that wasn't even in the easiest difficulty it was it was a pretty advanced <laughs> game like yeah i, I played think this about game. everything i'm looking at it now i played it my uh My thoughts
0: on it is unmemorable.
1: (laughs) Well. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, You guys have anything else before we get into some flops? All right. I'm going to name one more for influential. Cave Story kicked off the indie game scene. Really, it came a little bit ahead of its time. There really wasn't on consoles like a digital distribution platform for it to get released on but I think it was made by one guy. It took him like seven years or something to make it. I forget exactly all the details, but yeah, it was just all the graphics,
3: all the, he did the soundtrack on his own, like everything.
1: Yeah. And it's just really fun game to play. It's, it's like a big full fledged game that you would expect to have been made by a big team of people, but it was made by one guy. And yeah, it really just kicked off the idea of what indie games could be.
0: Cave story.
1: Cave story. Yep.
0: 2004 did you play it on your 3ds or or your uh
1: i think the first time i played it was on wii i think i downloaded it on the wii, wii. um and even then it was it had been available i think for at least a couple of years before it was released on the wii but yeah it's it's been ported to 3ds it's been ported to switch it's on a whole bunch of stuff
0: would you recommend playing it
1: oh yeah yeah it's definitely it's a lot of fun uh to um, everyone yeah yeah i would recommend it to everyone it's it's a lot of it's it's kind of like a metroidvania a little bit because you're getting different abilities and it's uh it's got a a cute story with it's kind of you're dealing with cute characters but it's very grim story actually they're like exterminating this race that's on this planet and then um yeah the characters are all fun to interact with yeah and there's multiple endings and there's like a super difficult ending it's i mean again going back to being made by one guy it's it's pretty incredible it looks fun
0: I like that. Looks fun.
3: I think it's still free on PC. You can just like get it from the website.
1: Let's switch over to flops then. So what are some games? This can either be games that were meant to be revolutionary and then did not pan out that well, or it can just be games that you know, were really hyped up and, and they flopped when they came out. So what are, what are some games that come to mind for you guys? The NFL one,
0: on the NES. It was ass. Remember when like, I popped my hemorrhoid moving your DDR system? Darkseid yeah. gave me that birthday present and I opened it, he gave me that piece of shit.
3: was it only like five-man teams or something? I
0: don't don't even remember. I I just remember I was so pissed when I got home. (laughs) Like, uh, I had never bought games from Walmart before. That was the first time I bought a game from Walmart. Walmart was far from us. We were more of a KB Toys and a Kmart. And Walmart fucking got me good. Fucking NFL. Try to return it. Nope.
3: I was thinking of uh, Duke Nukem Forever It was a development for like 12 years. And by the time it came out, like the graphics were like five years behind the curve because they just wouldn't release it. So and it just ended up being like just some mediocre generic shooter that they spent like 12 years to make and like millions of people were looking forward to it. And then nothing. I never even bothered playing it. And I love the original. Oh, you never even played it? No.
1: Yeah, it was a game that was just, it was, it had such like (laughs) word of mouth around it just because it had been delayed for so long. (laughs) But yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty much, I think people assumed that it was going to come out and not do well. Because usually when games get dragged out like that, they rarely do. But yeah, I I did hear it was pretty bad.
5: The first game that came to mind for me when uh, we talked about this topic is uh, Cyberpunk 2077. It's like okay, you got The Witcher Three, you know, which you know a lot of people say this is one of the best games of all time, you know, including Spyro, you know, and then their follow up to that game is Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, which, you know, two months after it came out, you can go to Best Buy and find it in a ten dollar clearance bin. How did they fuck that up?
2: <laughs> it's That's still selling. Of the biggest fuck ups I think in recent memory is Cyberpunk. There was so yeah. much hype behind this game. A like lot of hype. Reeves and all these uh, presentations and the devel- development cycle for this game and the track record of CG- CD Project Red and the Witcher games and then they came out with this <laughs> <laughs> and then within a week it's like broken. With right. Keanu Reeves,
5: man. He, he fucks up everything he touches, man. <laughs> <right>. Fucking yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, John Wick. He fucked that up. Yeah. <laughs> and the original Matrix
4: was like fucking awesome. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that was a huge disappointment. Has anybody played it yet here?
4: No, and I can't wait no, to play no. it once they uh, get that next gen upgrade. Man, I'll be all over
3: it. I hear it's fine now. But it's like not a glitchy mess anymore, from what I hear. Did you buy a bass? No, I never bought it. No, it's ten
5: bucks, man. Go get it. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs>
3: Melvin's like it's the worst
4: game of all time. Go get it. <laughs> For me, like like the one that comes to mind, like personally, was uh, the sequel, the Golden Eye. Uh, what was that? Uh, Perfect, Perfect Dart. Yeah. No, 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 no. The Golden Eye, oh. like the 007 sequel, not the. What, was it not, Rogue Agent? No, it was like uh, uh, Live Another Day or something.
3: It was the next movie. Uh, what was it? It was uh, the next movie.
4: Like it was the next movie game. It just. I remember one of our friends bought it. Uh, Nick bought it. And we we were like super hyped to like play it because we love Goldeneye, and it just I don't know like all the magic was gone. It just wasn't it wasn't the same. Like it wasn't it didn't have that that Goldeneye type feel, and it just kind of fizzled out like as soon as we played it. I remember that.
3: I don't even remember what that fucking movie's about. (laughs) I mean, it's whatever the next Pierce
4: Brosnan movie was. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like live another. I don't even know what the hell it's called tomorrow to never honest. dies was tomorrow a... never dies, yeah. yeah
1: did it have like it? the full multiplayer experience? I think it was basically
4: like you know the next Goldeneye game. I know it wasn't perfect dark, you know like perfect dark was
3: popular,
1: yeah
4: it was uh it must have not been by rare. I don't know who who made it, but it, yeah, it was it not was. good
3: the one after that was okay, but yeah, I think I rented that one once, and I don't remember anything about it.
1: So speaking of rare, rare has got it like as a company, <laughs> that has got to be one of the biggest flops after they got bought by Microsoft. They were pumping out such great stuff for the N sixty four and for Super Nintendo. And then they get bought out by Microsoft and their first big game that they release, which Muff, I think you played this. I think you kind of enjoyed it. I mean, I haven't even played it, but grabbed by the Ghoulies. It's like That's a good right, game. But I can't imagine that is held up to the same esteem as the stuff they were putting out on N sixty four. Because I enjoyed up, it? Because yeah, because you <laughs> enjoyed it. That's why I'm saying it. But it was just, like, Rare has done like nothing after that. Like that has just been the biggest dis one of the biggest disappointments ever is Rare's just downward spiral after <laughs> they got bought out by Microsoft. <laughs> and yeah, grabbed by the ghoulies when that came out, it was just like this is their their first big game with Microsoft and that's like one of the biggest games they've done otherwise they've done like what connected ventures and they like designed the avatar system it was a sea huge of Thieves
4: was pretty big
1: yeah i guess yeah i have heard good things about that yeah
4: people seem cool. to love that game i I, didn't, I never really played it i don't think i played it at all actually i think i downloaded
0: it at one point but i never actually played it so my son him and his, i mean he was in high school when that game came out and a lot, like a lot of games that were really cool for us when we were in high school and college and younger. A lot of games when he was in high school and that were huge, like the Grand Theft Autos. But C and three's uh, been C C if C three.
1: Yeah, C. English is hard, bitch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> C of thieves.
5: All right, but yeah, I agree, man. A uh, rare one from like the best company on SNES to like the worst company. When bought out by Microsoft, it was a a big follow. All
1: right, I got a category. I, th- I think
4: it depends on the on the audience. Like Muff was saying, though, people like that game. It just wasn't for everyone, I guess. Mm-hmm.
0: Spy vs. Spy. Y'all play that
1: for NES? NES. Yeah, that was good. So, so that Rare? was not a flop. Yeah. Was oh no. that was made, was that made by Rare? I
0: don't know. I don't know, Brian.
1: So I got a general category that maybe you guys can think of other games that land. But I don't really know why companies do this when they will release a game where they will like pick off where they'll pick up where they left off a long time ago. So like for example, like Sonic the Hedgehog, they decided to come out with Sonic the Hedgehog 4, like way after a bunch of other games had been made. And that's like making you think like, wow, this is gonna be like a return to form. They're saying they're picking up right after where Sonic the Hedgehog 3 left off. And then it's not very good. It's like, I don't know why companies would set themselves up for that. And they did it with Sonic the Hedgehog 06, where it was just called Sonic the Hedgehog. There was no subtitle. And it's making you think, all right, they're like reinventing the series. And then it just like was a huge flop. And it's like a glitchy mess. And uh, like Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5 did the similar thing where they had all these games and then they're like, all right, we're going to come out with five. And it, it makes people think like, oh, this is going to be like a return to form. And then it's just a terrible game when it comes out. I don't know why companies like to do that.
5: Cash grab.
1: Sometimes tried- it works,
5: though. Like if you think about uh, Metroid Dread. Kind of work with
1: that one, right? Yeah, but that's not really. I mean, it's it was called Metroid Dread. I mean, it's it's going back to the side scrolling, but it's not like they called it like i don't know metroid, metroid again yeah just flat, is flat that, out is, metroid yes yes it's not like they called it just and it was a good game so i guess that would get a pass for me but yeah it would be like if they came out with a game that was just metroid or like if like metroid like Pride the next Force. mario
4: game was just super mario brothers or something and yeah just didn't, yeah didn't have any like kind
1: that. of yeah yeah i don't know maybe there's not that many more examples of when companies have done that but like god of war yeah, like that's a good example, yeah, but I guess that worked, because uh, according to IGN, it's the best game ever made, so yeah. they get a pass on <laughs> that. Fucking IGN. But, yeah, if that would have flopped, that would have been like, why did you just name it God of War? It is it is odd to me when companies decide to do that. I think they do
5: that because they don't, like, when you say something is, okay, God of War 6, it's like, okay, I'm not going to play that unless I've played 1 through 5. Yeah, they scare away. God of New War, yeah, yeah, then people aren't are as intimidated to get into it.
4: Yeah, they scare away a lot of new people and uh, they have high numbers in the in the games. That's why movies do that too. Like they'll just like have like subtitles that don't really say that it's the next movie, but they just they do that to get people to watch it. You know, like they can't say like Thor three or whatever. They'll say Thor Ragnarok. You know what I mean?
2: Right. Speaking of Marvel, um, I'm a big comic book guy, big Marvel guy, big Square Enix guy. So I was excited to play this game that came out a couple of years ago, and then read the reviews, and I was like, "Nope, I will nope out of this game." Kind of like Cyberpunk, even though I, I didn't actually buy that game. Um, but it was Avengers uh, that Square Enix released? Um, I'd never played it, so kind of talking out of turn, but from reading the reviews and everything else, it seems like this game was a huge flop and had a lot of a lot of hype behind it with a big studio a big license, and this turned out to be a pretty bad game. I was just doing some research on it and the, like The Metacritic was like in the 60s. I just don't know how you can fuck up like, Avengers and Square and come out with a shitty-ass game like that.
0: Avengers is good, actually.
2: Yeah, I know like likes that game.
0: side played it. We both had fun together.
5: It seems like it should have been uh, bigger, though. Like Coming off of the big Avengers MCU movie, it didn't seem like people were really My- liked it much.
0: My honest feeling is people fell in love. I mean, the Mar- the Marvel movies are great, but they fell in love with the real actors. And when you got different voice actors in a game after you have, like, just a historic run in film, it kind of kills it all. I mean, they do their best, sure, but it's, I mean, Iron Man ain't Iron Man's voice. So. Yeah, that makes sense. And so was just, that was, like, the first thing. Even though the game game uh, was good and fun to play, anytime they talked, it's like, this ain't right. It just feel different.
4: I think when it launched, it like didn't go well as well for some reason. I don't know if it was like the online wasn't working right or the monetization was too in your face or something. I think it, it was more about people getting pissed off at the game more than the game was bad. I guess everybody that played the campaign or whatever liked it. But the actual online part is when people started getting pissed.
3: I don't know why they waited like 10 years to make an Avengers game. There were like four movies into the Avengers series by the time the game came out I don't
4: know. Yeah. Cash grab, dude. Everything's a cash grab in gaming. Yeah, it's <laughs> if pretty. If,
3: if they wanted to do a cash grab, they should have released it like 10 years earlier. Like
4: Yeah, they wanted to make sure the movies were all good and then they did the cash grab.
1: I guess. All right, I got a, a couple RPG examples. I'm not sure if anybody has played, but when Square went to PlayStation for Final Fantasy 7, There was all this kind of talk about when are they going to come back to Nintendo? When is Square going to come back to Nintendo? And then they finally came back to Nintendo on the GameCube with Crystal Chronicles. And I think Crystal Chronicles is supposed to be fun if you're playing with, like, four people, but it did not live up to, like, you know, it's not competing against the mainline series so i can't speak a lot to it because i didn't play it that much but that seems like it was just a big disappointment from what fans of nintendo and square were expecting for square's grand re-entrance to nintendo platforms
4: yeah it was basically a final fantasy in name and that was about it like they just had the title and the game was terrible from what i remember we played it a little bit brian yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: uh, I I know we didn't stick with it for too long cuz you, did you need the Game Boy Advance to be able to play I it? I think I think
4: you had was it wasn't one of those games where you had to link it to the GameCube. I don't
1: remember. I, I think you did cuz I think when I bought it it came with a game a Game the Boy Advance cable. Link cable. Yeah. yeah. So I I think it might have even been required. So again, like you have people that need to have all this hardware in order to play a game that's That's not classic Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then I got another RPG example. I didn't play this, so I can't speak to it. But Blue Dragon for the 360. This, I believe, was the creator of Final Fantasy. And it was Akira Toriyama, you know, the artist that did Chrono Trigger. So it was a lot of Chrono Trigger people getting together to make this game. And I don't know. I don't think it was that well received when it came out. I mean, maybe it was better received than I remember, but I don't think it set the world on fire. Did anybody play Blue Dragon?
4: No, I, and I always kind of look at it and want to play it, but then I realize it's a, like a bad game, so I never actually did play it. But yeah, I know what you're saying.
0: I think it's a Yu Gi Oh card. Blue Dragon. Attention, Still Skeeter.
1: Really Skeeter loves that Yu Gi Oh. Does he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like his main thing.
0: Skeeter is Blue Dragon Yu Gi Oh?
1: <laughs> yeah, hit us up in the comments, Skeeter.
2: Is Blue Dragon Yu Gi Oh? <laughs>
1: all right you guys got any other uh big flops
5: yeah i got a couple so it's kind of um not big flops in terms of games but just talking about flops in general i feel like we got to talk about the wii u what the fuck was that <laughs> Brian, like, i never understood i never understood the point of it like you you have this game pad but you can't play it away from the system it just seems like it was pointless um, I feel like it deserves to flop it like even the name was confusing it it didn't make sense like it it wasn't clear that it was a new system like I think a lot of people just thought it was like an extension of the Wii it's just everything they could have done wrong they did wrong with that system
1: yeah it was definitely after their first E3 presentation I remember like even the hosts were like what is the Wii U exactly because they didn't show it off very well I think they only showed the gamepad they didn't show the system at all. So people were contemplating like, is the gamepad like a new accessory for the Wii? Yeah, it was poorly done. Um, It's almost like it was a prototype switch. Like they couldn't get that technology to have it be fully portable without it being linked to the base unit. Um, It could have been fun. Like, I mean, Nintendo Land, some of those games we played, we had a lot of fun with like the, the, where you're picking up the candy and then the person's chasing you with the two characters, but they didn't, utilize the the dual like the dual screen experience with the gamepad and the TV at the same time. They could have done cool stuff with it and they just never did. And then the uh, last
5: one that I had, which I feel like was a big flop. They were really trying so hard to copy Nintendo, but I feel like they failed. It's kind of like PlayStation and Xbox, but like Xbox Connect. That was a... <laughs> they tried so hard to catch some of that, you know, Wii lightning in a bottle, but it's just Those games weren't good. It was.
0: uh, I think the Kinect's actually very revolutionary. The Uh, Kinect? Yeah, absolutely. So at the time, my kids were younger, a little bit older than your kids. And a girl I was dating at the time, she had kids around the same age. And literally, Friday nights were Little Caesar's Pizza and Kinect all night long. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, Hole in the Wall, to play Hole in the Wall in your living room. Uh, it just, they're, they're, it brought so much and a completely different atmosphere to gaming. Um, I do wish that they'd, uh, just built more off of it because I mean, the idea itself is really good.
2: Um, what's the idea behind hole in the wall off? Cause I've got an idea in my <head>. <laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> what's on the other side of the hole in the wall, Spiral? Or for your case, who? side. <laughs> That's what that I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't never seen that game show Hole in the Wall?
2: Yeah,
1: I remember that. Where it's like an outline and you gotta like yeah. fit your body into it. You gotta the try outline. to fit into yeah. it,
0: yeah. So but the paranormal field took the connect camera and technology and it has been a huge uh addition to the paranormal field. Uh,
5: like looking for ghosts and
0: shit? Yeah. Because it picks up uh, like figures. So it so the Kinect picks up your figures. It sees you and the people in the room, and it uses that to map out where you are to determine your motion and detect you. So in the paranormal field, they use the same camera, same technology. If you're looking into an empty room, and all of a sudden this stick figure starts popping up, and it's mapping out something something there that you can't see,
5: putting this hole in
1: the wall.
0: Brian, I'm ready for bed. I can't. I can't put up with <laughs> this bullshit
1: anymore. All right. Um, a- anybody else have any other uh, flops they want to mention?
2: You ever play the uh, Virtual Boy, Brian?
1: Yeah, you know I've got one, but unfortunately, it does not work. So I, I want to fix it. Otherwise, my experience with the Virtual Boy is very limited.
2: I remember that when that first came out when I was a kid, and it seemed like Nintendo was hyping the fuck out of that thing, and then like. A few months afterwards, like, nothing about that system at all.
1: Yeah, it, it is definitely the biggest flop Nintendo's had, I think. It had, like, almost no games that came out after, or very limited games that came out after launch. And, yeah, it was pretty abysmal <laughs> system. But there's a few games I really want to play on it, so I'd like to get mine fixed to where I can play it.
3: That Wario game looks pretty cool. You can, like, jump into the background and stuff.
1: Yeah, and, like, the... The sprites look really cool. Like it's got like really high resolution that they use for it. It it looks neat, but yeah, just not comfortable to play and being within you know the the boy line. It's not portable at all. Is the uh, is the PS Vita a flop? My son still
0: plays it today.
1: I mean, I would say yes. Um, I mean, they're pretty much done with handhelds, and it did not get that big of a following. But I don't. I mean, people like it. I mean, some people really do like it. It just near like the last half of its lifespan, it just got very like you know Japanese focused games that would only cater to a very specific audience. Gotcha. Like when it launched, like there was an Uncharted game that was a unique Uncharted game only to Vita. I don't know how many i think there was uh like a call of duty game but i don't i think the call of duty game was supposed to be pretty bad but after it was just all like japanese anime type games for the second half of its life dark side's gonna hear this and go fucking crazy he <laughs> <loves the free laughs> that, wow. uh, i got one more flop um dance dance revolution when it came out did really well in america there was like like 15 or not 50 there was yeah there was probably like 15 to 20 different versions if you count like ps2 and the xbox and then another konami rhythm game came out beat mania and in japan there's like again there's like 15 different beat mania games across ps1 and ps2 it came out in america with a bundle with the controller and that's all we ever got we got one game and that was it and i have to imagine konami thought that they were going to be a bit more successful than that, to only if one game. So just the contrast of that to where you can have 15 games in Japan and then one in America was was a disappointment.
4: One of the games I guess we didn't mention because none of us really play them as much, but Battlefield 2042 like recently got released, and that that game like flopped pretty bad at launch. Um, I know it was supposed to be like one of those games that kind of challenges Call of Duty. And it it was just a mess. I, I didn't play it. I know Smoo, he's been on the podcast before he played it. And he probably doesn't have too many great things to say about it. But apparently they had a lot of problems. And I don't know if they're planning on fixing it or if that... I, I assume they're going to try to fix it. But it's it's a game that people were looking forward to. And it kind of hit, hit the ground hard. What game? Battlefield 2042. You haven't heard of it, Muff?
0: I, I mean, the Battlefields I've played. I'm just trying to remember 2042 specifically. I know
4: people are going to, like, the previous game to play because the the current game's so bad.
0: Smooth Holy Assassin and I used to play the Battlefield demo years ago, like, over and over again. That was a lot of fun. Oh. Uh, and then battlefields, was fun, but I don't know if I remember 2042 specifically.
4: That's, that's pretty new. It came out, like, a few months ago.
0: Oh. Well, what the fuck? I'm I'm just telling you,
4: it it, it launched really horribly. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. On PS5, I
0: believe. Oh, that's the problem. Probably part of it. Yep.
1: All right, should we move into deciding what our, uh, as a group, consensus is for the the top three revolutionary games of all time? So, as we already said, I'm going to pick Mario 64. Melbro, you said you were going to pick Street Fighter 2. So, Spiral, what, what would you say is your, your top revolutionary game of all time?
2: Oh, gosh. I, I agree with what you guys have said. I haven't given it much thought. I'm, my gaming is, is, is fairly niche. Um, I was going to mention The Witcher 3. It's probably too new to consider it revolutionary, but I think it's my favorite RPG of all time. Um, the other games, I guess it's covered with, with your Mario 64, but I thought the original Super, Super Mario Brothers was, it was an amazing game. Um, I don't want to steal anybody else's thunder, so I'm gonna pull this game out of my ass, even though I hate it. I'm gonna go with Tetris. Ooh, oh yeah, shoot.
1: <laughs> All right, Bash, what would you pick?
3: I'm just gonna go straight for the. Uh, it's like the first giant blockbuster of its time. I just gonna go with NBA Jam, just because it was such a fucking huge idea at the time. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. All right, Muff.
0: Oh, it's Tecmo Super Bowl. Sport games would not be what they are if it we're not from that.
1: And then Moose. I'm going to go with Halo 2. Well, this is going to be a tough one, man. All right, so to recap, Mario 64, Street Fighter 2, Halo 2, NBA Jam, Tecmo Super Bowl, and Tetris. So out of those... Anybody here? Does anybody uh, <laughs> remove, their, remove their game from the list after uh, hearing the the other suggestions?
0: I'm gonna make this simple. So, Tekken Super Bowl revolutionized the whole sports video game industry and paved the way to let them expand to what they are. Nobody's gonna remember that either because they didn't see or play it previously and anybody thinks sports football all they think is madden um but if you go back for like in our timeline uh from when we were around you'd understand the roots of where sport games are now uh but the halo 2 and its way for the online play is great but nba jam i mean when you again when you walk into the arcade and when i grew up that's what you did couple times a week you're at the arcade and you just hear boom shakalaka and he's heating up just echoing throughout the arcade and you knew you got a couple hours of happiness coming because you're in a good place and you're gonna have some fun and uh, I mean you could say the same thing like other games like the whole killer instinct and all that you hear those things and you just know where you're at but NBA gym by far I mean it, it, it takes you back and you it's just amazing.
5: So I'll go with NBA Jam. For me, NBA Jam would probably be the one that I would would have removed. And I guess the reason being is that um, you don't really, I mean, it it was a great game. And probably, you know, it's in my top 20 games of all time. But I don't feel like there were a lot of games that came out after that that it inspired, you know, with the exception of like NFL Blitz and a few other like basketball games. Um, I guess when I think about revolutionary games, I feel like, you know, it inspired other games like it, you know, like Tecmo Bowl. I would that would definitely be in my top three because, you know, it, it inspired, you know, many, many more football games to come even to this day. But like you don't really play any more games like NBA Jam that are still around. I don't feel like it inspired like more games to be built like it.
3: It should creator. have inspired more games, but it just didn't like for some reason. Well, I don't know why it, people it, don't. it, it, pick it, it, it stood off alone.
0: Way. I mean, I get what you're saying, but NBA Jam stood alone as a fucking legend. So, I mean, and I said to cater to the now crowd because, I mean, nobody's going to remember back that far back for the Tecmo Super Bowl. So, Melvin, to your point, yeah, that would take it back to Tecmo Super Bowl. But as far as, like, even the average gamer is going to remember Boom Shakalaka, NBA Jam, all that, because it was huge because it was there was far more mainstream at that point in time than games prior to the mid 90s.
1: I mean, I would agree with what Melvin said. Like, I think NBA Jam was super popular, but I don't think it is it's legacy is in memories, not with games that are still continuing to build upon what it did in my opinion.
0: Okay, so if we're going to that point of view, Tecmo Super Bowl hands down. Then you guys just fought for it. Thank
1: you.
5: <laughs> it's up there. It should be top three. I, I won't. I won't say it's bigger than Street oh,
1: Fighter shit. Two. Oh, so so Melvin, <sharp inhale> so Street Fighter Two and Tecmo Bowl are are in the top three then for you. What, yeah, what's yeah. Getting, what's getting the axe then? I think
5: Halo Two. It's it's good. It, I mean, it did inspire a lot of great online play, but it wasn't really like the. I mean, we all played 007, and and I feel like that was inspi Halo was inspired by Double O Seven, so I would actually say that was probably more revolutionary than Halo was. I mean, that would be more of the catalyst to me than Halo, so that's why I would give that one the X. So, Moose fucked up. Is that what you're saying? No, no I'm, I'm not. I'm not backing down on Halo Two.
0: No way, Halo Two, absolutely.
5: Is it like like you said? It's more of the memories, but I feel like. Goldeneye is the one who like revolutionized and inspired this whole genre of competitive four person play. On consoles, Halo
4: two is a bigger influence to what we have today than Goldeneye was.
1: I would I have agree. to lean that way as well. It just seems like I mean, Couch Co op is dead, online couch is Couch Co op is dead. Yeah. So Halo Two's gotta get a nod in that direction. That that I if it was between Halo two and Goldeneye, Halo Halo Two I th- Halo Two made my list to talk about. I mean, you guys brought it up before I did, but Gold and I—I really didn't even think about it. I mean, it deserves to be in the mention, but yeah, I'd, I'd go Halo Two. So, uh, what about Tetris? Fuck Tetris! I
5: say fuck Street Fighter, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
5: the thing about like you—we wouldn't even been in the arcades at all if it wasn't for Street Fighter. Hey, I like, was never in the arcade, that's not true, man. Tecmo wasn't, not the, true Tecmo wasn't in the wasn't in arcades.
0: I was always in the arcade because of Church Church
1: League. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. So you were in the arcade because of your personal <laughs> Circumstance not because a game Was driving you into the arcade though that, I was never that in the arcade game for game any game
4: of these games game Did you the go, go to arcade most? No not really I think the only arcades I went to Were like as an adult uh, With Brian and Bash and everybody For like Gameworks or whatever
1: Playing oh, Dance Legends Dance Castle Revolution man. Dance Dance Revolution saved arcade
4: watching, watching Brian play Dance Dance Revolution For hours on end you know <laughs>
0: Ale- Spiral, you say Aladdin's Castle, Fox uh, Valley Mall, Castle Baby, yeah, Fox Valley Mall, Aladdin's Castle.
5: I used to walk by that.
0: It's it's a generational thing.
5: You would go to the arcade. You would get some pizza. Your hands all greasy, playing hey man, some. I, I, I grew up in a small town. We didn't have an arcade, man. We had Ms. Pac-Man
4: at
1: the laundromat, right? I guess I had probably walked by that too. I mean, going back to Tetris, um, man, it's tough. I mean, Tetris didn't it pretty much create the falling block puzzle genre, and that's still huge. Like, there's still just a ton of games in that space, and they're still making ton. I mean, there's a company just called the Tetris Company because Tetris is so big that it stands on its own and just keeps getting made and is popular. It's it's tough. This is a, a tough. Here, here's
4: the thing. So, like, with not to harp on Street Fighter, but is, are any of us playing those kind of fighting games anymore?
1: I mean I personally am
5: not but they are popular. any of us Yeah but think about like the whole like uh esports like it, they're they're playing like fighting games but, man like it's it's you, a you, whole t- like the fighting
4: game esports scene isn't as big as a first person shooter esports scene I don't I'm not in the scene so I don't know what's bigger That is probably I'm not,
1: accurate <laughs> I'm
4: not in the scene either but I know that's accurate <laughs> I mean online shooter shooters in general that I mean, that got huge with Halo 2. I know PC is still, like, you know, powerhouse in there, but uh,
5: I I, 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 I can't back off of
4: Halo 2. Yeah, online shooters are probably the biggest genre right now, right? I mean, it's, like, one of the most popular, successful genres. Yeah. Even on console.
1: So what about Mario 64?
4: Fuck it, it, man. Take it off the list.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Mario 64. Now, why I'm not going to fight for it that hard is because 3D platformers aren't as big as they once were. but Mario Yeah, they're not as big of a powerhouse like they used to be. But Mario 64 really almost invented the way of moving in a 3D space that so many games use now. I mean, I can't think of any other game that came before it that really put you in a 3D world like that and let you roam around, and so many games do that now.
2: I agree. I mean, playing that yeah. for the first time, I am playing Toys R Us when uh, I made a demo up in this being mesmerized by being able to move everywhere and having it be like 3D, like that was a huge moment.
0: You
3: skipped it,
5: it might be the most revolutionary game, and to be honest, like all of these games that are moving in 3D spaces,
1: like that, that started it. All right, we we got to start eliminating some games here. So, what's uh, what's going to be the first one we get rid of? Is what NBA does?
5: Jam getting eliminated as the first one? So raise your hand if you want to keep NBA Jam.
1: For the record, nobody is raising their hand. Yeah, I'll give that one up. <laughs> all right, I'll give that up. Sorry, NBA what's Jam. up? NBA Jam got removed. Uh,
5: all right. Uh, anybody want to uh, keep Tetris? Anybody want to fight hard for Tetris in the top three?
3: For that's revolutionary, the only, that's the for only one here know. that created its own like genre. Like, I'll give it that.
0: Yeah, for revolutionary, it's. I'd say it's a top three of the options we have. Okay. Absolutely.
4: So, are we all in favor to get rid of Super Tecmo Bowl? <laughs> Tecmo Super Bowl?
0: Tecmo Super Bowl should be number one on this fucking list hands down. <laughs> oh man,
5: I'm uh, about I think to get Tecmo. So, so do we want to get rid of Street Fighter? You guys don't uh don't share my opinion.
4: So for I our... actually so do.
0: The thing for Street <laughs> Fighter for me is that legit really the first fighting game wasn't it Pit Fighter?
4: It wasn't the first fighting game, but it was the first it like won. super successful one that like started a whole. Basically, yeah, they, revolution of they all fighting copy games. That. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. all copy
0: that formula. And so, so it, so it took Street Fighter Two to us and say, "Hey, we onto something now."
4: Yeah, Street Fighter Two was like it, it was huge. I, I don't think we should take it off the list. I'm just giving Melvin shit, but I'm just saying in general, I don't care about
5: fighting games.
0: So, Mortal Kombat's not Mortal Kombat if not for Street Fighter Two.
5: It is not. Oh, no Mortal yeah. Kombat. No Tekken. No uh, Killer Instinct. I
0: get that. No virtual fighter. The,
4: what's the new game that people are playing on PlayStation? Uh
5: Guilty whatever. Guilty gear? Yeah. Yeah, that without Street Fighter, that that's not there. What was that moment like Evo Moment fifty seven or what was it called? Or yeah, I know Street what fighter. You're talking about. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That whole
3: we moment blocks all like thirty seven hits of like, yeah. <laughs> like if Creating Do you, do you
4: e- give F- you give credit to Super Smash Brothers from uh Street Fighter Two?
5: Yeah, I do. Yeah, just yeah, competitive yeah. fighting games.
1: I mean, Smash Brothers put its own unique spin on it, but I mean, it's still at its core.
4: So oh, we God. agree to get rid of Mario, then? I'm not <laughs> going to fight for it. I think it deserves to be on the list. It deserve. I, I think it does. Maybe, maybe Halo Two doesn't, but I don't know. Revolution has an online portion. That's huge. All right, so that's like the like same. The- Hey, that's like that's- the same level of, of Street Fighter's impact on fighting games.
0: Yeah, online gaming would not be online gaming if not for Halo 2. Yeah,
3: that's kind of the I mean, might- big thing. Like.
4: Yeah, I mean, it might have happened eventually, but I don't know. I mean, we don't know how shit happens. You know, like, it's hard to go back in history and be like, if this didn't happen, this wouldn't happen. But
2: yeah. it was such a
1: pivotal point. So I guess really, yeah, where you could almost look at it at, at genres like what genre do you think is most relevant fighting games online shooters sports or puzzle and then mario 64 is a little more ambiguous because it's more of the mechanics the plat- yeah, yeah the mechanics the 3d platformer genre i would definitely say out of those out of the five genres is the least important right now but in terms of yeah. the mechanics of moving in a 3d space that's super important so it, it's yeah. hard
5: yeah i guess if we we're looking at it in that way we have to say Halo, probably number one, and Tecmo number two. Because, you know, first-person shooters is the biggest genre right now, and then probably next sports games.
0: I, I want to say Halo 2 is mm-hmm. in front of Tecmo Super Bowl.
5: The, it's the biggest genre. Like, first-person shooters, like, Call of Duty is the biggest game every single year. Yeah. Like, the big, the best sales. It's like, it's the biggest genre, you know. I
0: get what you're trying to say, but Tecmo Super Bowl, sports, again, the other uh, sporting games, even though they get all overlooked by was, was, like, the was geeks. Was
4: Tecmo they, Super Bowl the first Sporting game? That's what we got to go the, back to then.
0: The first one that has the actual players in the game, has their actual stats, allows you to save your progress That's a good. whole season, use every team, Pro Bowl. Why don't we go all the
4: way back game. to Pong then? That was. Uh, they had stats in that, right? They kept score?
0: Yeah, uh, I, yeah I don't know enough One of about the players' sporting. name was Dangin, the other one was Dangin', right? Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't, all right, I don't let's know.
1: know enough about sports to vote Tecmo Bowl, to, to know if Tecmo Bowl was such an Tecmo influence. Super Bowl. Yeah, He's saying the second
4: it. one, too. Don't be a melvin. Yeah. Let's narrow
5: it down between first and second place, then. If we, do we agree Tecmo and, and uh, Halo should be like one and two?
4: I so Tetris so. Is three. I mean, me. Personally, I don't know.
1: I wouldn't put Tecmo Bowl, but I, I'll. I I'll defer I wouldn't not personally shit about sports yeah. too. I wouldn't put, put it path. personally
4: as one or two, and I, I don't even know if I'd put Halo as one or two. I know Halo two. Like my the, the reason why I put it in there is because of the influence of online gaming with first person shooters. Well, that's a the game itself. It. Yeah, but the game itself, like it was cool. It was fun. We all had a great time. But Halo isn't isn't top dog. If Halo was still top dog, then I would argue a lot harder for it to be 1 or 2. I, I'd be okay with Halo 2 as being number 3.
0: But, like, the Street Fighter 2 thing? That's not top dog, not even close. But no, no. Brought, Street brought, Fighter it, at best is it, 3. What it, brought, what it brought to the table <laughs> for future <laughs> games is what <laughs> they're getting off of on Revolutionary.
4: Yeah, Street Fighter is at best 3. Potentially honorable
5: mention, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's,
4: it's in that range for me, you know?
5: Oh man. You just weren't an arcade guy, man. I don't think you really understood how
1: big I it was, was not an
4: arcade guy. And I'll be honest, I was
5: not.
1: But if you go to arcades now, there there's not that many fighting games. It's all shooting games, redemption games. Yeah, Ticket games and shit. Yeah. Ski ball and yeah. shit. Yeah.
4: Ice ski ball that muff's playing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's called ice ball. Not that difficult. Ice
4: ball ding dang.
0: Sonic. I, I mean if we not...
5: yeah, go ahead. I guess what are you gonna say, Melvin? I guess just narrowing it down here. I guess we just got to vote, man. Who uh, who wants uh, Halo as number one? I'll say number one for me. I I like your case on it.
4: You know, I'll say number one. Why not?
5: So we got two for Halo. I will give, give it a vote. Three for Halo. Uh, who wants to say Tecmo number one? We got Muff. Who wants to say Tetris number one? Nobody. <laughs> Street Fighter number one.
0: <laughs> These motherfuckers too tired to vote. I'm amped up now. I'm the sleepy one that been drink I've been sleeping now. These motherfuckers sleep now.
5: Mario 64 number one.
0: Oh fuck that happy
5: All bitch. Right. So we got Halo number one. Alright. That's 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 the winner. What right. well, number two. Uh Tecmo number two. I'll go with Tecmo. I'll
3: go with
5: that. So me and Bash and Muff, I guess Tecmo number two. Tecmo's number
0: one. I ain't voting number two. I'm better <laughs> <than> that. <laughs>
5: Mario 64 number two? two. I'll go uh, with that
0: as number two.
5: right, so we got Mario 64 number two because must ceded his vote.
0: I didn't cede shit. (laughs) I'm a man of honor. I said it's number one. I'm not going to vote it to be number two if it's not number one.
5: (laughs) I'm cool uh, with Halo
0: 2 being number two.
5: Who has a strong opinion on number three? So we got Tecmo, Street Fighter, and uh, Tetris, and Amiya Jamla.
4: If we put instead of, I know, I know Muff's gonna probably fucking kill me, but if we put Pong in there instead of Tecmo, then I can argue Pong as being one of the like, the most influential sports game of all time because that puts sports into video games. Now, I know awesome. Muff's gonna fucking blow a gasket here, but I, my argument there is like all sports games, you know, like they realize they could just make them into video games. I could have made a whole
0: kilo of powder by now. Just what are we doing? I'm just saying, 10, man. I'll
1: give Tecmo Super Bowl a number three. I'll vote for that for number three. All right, But well, why that game specifically? <laughs> just, to, just to get this over with. <laughs> Please, <laughs> man. Halo number one. Mario 64 number two. Tecmo number three. Yeah. There, there we go. There we
5: go. You want to repeat that, Melvin? Halo number one. Halo two number one. Mario 64 number two. Tecmo number three.
1: All right. There you go. The, the most revolutionary games of all time. <laughs> Definitive list is chosen by the Beat of the Month crew. <laughs>
5: And agreed to uh, by Muff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Muff, right. let people
5: know where to find us, buddy. <laughs>
1: yeah, you got it. <laughs> Muff, i do the social media shout out.
0: Give us a like, follow, oh, man. subscribe. We didn't
5: even make it, man. I
0: don't get no goddamn respect in this motherfucking podcast. <laughs> oh, fuck my back. Beatofthemonth.com. Find our link tree. If you want to listen to us on any platforms for podcasting, like the one you're listening to now. Just use that one or convert to Good Pods. Good Pods. It's like Good Pods, but it's Good Pods. Podcasted. And what the fuck else are we talking? Social media. It's on the link tree. You want to send us a uh, an email. Brian likes emailing. Uh, month at gmail.com. Any, whatever the fuck you want. Beat of the month. Just look Beat of the month. Wherever you are. Wherever, be and uh, like us and subscribe.
2: We I got a YouTube, a... right, man?
0: Yeah, we got YouTube.
2: They're gonna have uh, Melbro's poetry.
0: Ooh. We, yeah, I'll be, I'll be honest. Uh, uh, after that 2020 pandemic, I've been working nonstop, so I haven't done any of the YouTube, and that's all Melbro so that's on yeah, we'll get some
5: poetry up there.
0: <laughs> That's right, poetry. What? Oh, hold on. There was no poetry this episode.
1: We assume that... everybody's listened to every episode that we've ever Yeah, played. everybody's listened to every pre- episode. And they, poetry. They,
4: they know all our references when it comes to Beat of the Month. Necrotic. All
1: right, so we're going to do it for uh, this episode of Beat of the Month. So this yeah, I was I'll just thinking at...
0: about my dick all the time, Necrotic.
1: So this has been a look at. You gotta make right. that powder the biggest yeah, revolutionary Brian. games and the biggest flops next week. We're going to be doing another best and worst. We're going to look at the best and the worst system launches. So we're going to take a look back at system launches. What was good? What was not good. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Otherwise this has been. Oh, of the that, Are we really,
0: are we really doing that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Nah, man, that's, I, I got a lot of console launch stories. Maybe get smoo on here. Who knows? could be crazy. He you knows Probably not. <laughs> you give him enough notice. He might get hyped up for it. <laughs>
4: Smooth's been on before.
1: Yeah, I know. Ding ding. Anyway, this has been Beat of the Month Podcast. Thank you for listening and we'll catch you next week.
5: And the words of Dark Side. Peace out.
1: Peace out.